Welcome to the Lovingly Conscious Podcast, a podcast in which we discuss what it means to live a conscious life with love as a central point. I believe that if we all live life consciously, make conscious decisions and take responsibility for our own lives, that the world would be a much better place with love at the forefront. That is why I created this podcast, so we can discover what it means to live that mindful and conscious life together. My name is Megan Josephine, and I'm your host today. Let this epic episode begin. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of the Lovingly Conscious podcast. I'm Megan, your host, and I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. I'm really excited about this. So I have interviewed Crystal Hill, and Crystal is a light worker. And that's not her job. She doesn't call herself a light worker, as in that's my work. But a light worker is a term. It's a term as she explains it so beautifully because I couldn't really explain it very well. And I love the way she said this. She says, a light worker is someone that holds love. I couldn't say it any better. A light worker is someone who works for other people and holds love for those people. So holds space. So you don't have to be a coach or an entrepreneur to do that. You can be, like she says, working in a hospital or you could be working at a bank that has values such as um, wanting to invest in beautiful forests or farmers who need money that sustainably grow food. And, you know, you you can be a light worker in so many ways. So if you feel like the term light worker is something you feel attracted to, go and check it out because maybe you are a light worker Um, I call myself a light worker too and you maybe you know if this triggers you that's a way of thinking okay so she calls herself a light worker that's a bit arrogant if that triggers you in that way I don't think of it as something that that is super woo-woo I just think of people who are trying to contribute to the good of the world and of course I'm trying to contribute to the good of the world with my podcast and I hope to start launching some new things in the future in which I can contribute to the good of the world with you guys, with all of you. And every time you do something good in the world, you're shining your light upon to so many people. And, oh, I loved this quote that the Dalai Lama said. I'm just going to grab it. Um, If you think that you as a person do not have that much influence in the world, then, then, you are so wrong. Okay, so this is the quote the Dalai Lama says, if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. And that is so true. One of those damn little and annoying mosquitoes can keep you out of your sleep for the whole night. So think of all the love and all the good that you can do in this world and all the love that you can give. And this world could just be so much better. Okay, so Crystal and I talk about all sorts of things around lightworkers. She explains how she um, is creating this multi-author book. Crystal Hill has started her own publishing company because she wrote into multi-author books and she was like, I've got to do this myself too, which you'll hear in the podcast. And she right now is writing a multi-author book together with other people uh, within her own publishing company and it's called Intuitive Living, a practical guide for women who want to deeply trust themselves. So if that's something that you feel called to, please contact her. I will put the link in the show notes and then you can contact Crystal. Crystal and I talk about a few things that you might feel controversial 
if something triggers you, it doesn't have to be your truth. Everything we talk about is our truth and the way we perceive the world. If it triggers you, then maybe that's something you can discover within yourself because a trigger does mean that in a way something we say is something you do not agree with but then it's a great way to discover within yourself okay so how do I feel about this so please don't judge us for what we say but just go and discover okay so my viewpoint upon this subject is something completely different because we talk about the system being maybe slightly not what we want it to be it could be in my opinion much more loving we could be a lot more free and there could be a lot more opportunities for so many other people who do not get the opportunities at the moment so if you feel like something we say is you know that it annoys you or you feel like no I don't agree with it okay so go discover within yourself why you do not agree it because agree with it because I don't need to agree with you all I need for you and all I want within this podcast is for you to think okay how can I live my conscious life and how can I make a positive contribution to this world so if that's got you thinking then I've done my job one more thing before we start the episode is that Crystal talks about the universe, and I also too. Um, the universe is like the way we perceive how God maybe works for some other people. So if you do not like the word universe, you can also replace it with God or whatever word suits you. So if the word universe isn't right for you, choose another word that does fit better for you. Just letting you know, every time you hear the word universe, Think of God or whatever you want to call it. I am not going to keep you waiting any longer. This is Crystal and I hope you enjoy this episode. Crystal, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the Lovingly Conscious podcast. I first of all want to say that I love the way your name's spelled, Crystal. Oh, thank you. You're from Germany, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, so it makes sense because in Dutch it's very similar uh, the way it's spelt. But I love the way with the with the long Y, it's it's beautiful. I love, I just, I thought it was so, yeah, I don't know, magical also. I'll let you in on a secret. It's actually not my birth name, my Christian name. I gave it to myself. And so I could choose the spelling. Oh my God. that That's even more beautiful. I love this, that you gave yourself that name. Love it. Beautiful. <laughs> um, question number one is, which conscious decision have you made today? I was thinking about that and there was actually a few, but one was when I woke up this morning, I wasn't ready to get up. My body was saying, you need to stay in bed. You know, my daughter came into bed and she, I said, you know what? I just need to stay in bed for a little bit longer. And because we're back in lockdown, I don't have to put kids to school. And so I really could, I knew I didn't have an appointment until 10. And so I was just giving my body the time to, to rest and to stay in bed and just, I actually even fell asleep again. So that was a really conscious decision to, you know, a self-loving decision to to just look after my body so that I could have a productive day. Beautiful. I love that. You are you are actually like the third guest saying something like this instead of, you know, forcing yourself to do the ritual that you have in the morning that you've set your for yourself. You actually choose to go with the flow and feel what's right for you in that moment. I find that so important. You know, we live in such a yang society, such a society in which we have to do things rigidly. And if we do not do it, we don't feel productive. We don't feel like we're worth it. And um, yeah, it's, it's great that you've chosen to make such a decision for yourself today. It's the small things that count, aren't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Tell me about your story. How did you become a best-selling book publisher, soul leadership and mentor embodiment coach? And what made you the person that you are today? What made you go into this field of work? So there's so many little questions in, in that. So tell me about your, my story. Um, so I've always known from being a teenager that I wanted to help people. And at the time, as a teenager, I thought psychology was the way to go. And then I realized for me that wasn't in alignment because I was too creative for all the scientific um, studies and data that psychology really holds and that you have to know. It was too scientific for me. And I felt I read a book and it said it had lost its soul. And now whilst I know that psychology for many people is very valuable and important, um, it just didn't resonate for me. So I, I ended up moving into theater and into the creative world and and really learned from there what makes humans tick. Because that was a really big thing. I always wanted to know, why do people do the things they do? You know, why do some people take certain choices and other people, like why do people, how do people take empowered choices and how do other people take disempowered choices? Like what makes that so? What's behind that? And what are the motivations? So in, in theater, I was able to really study the motivations and how they you know conflicted and worked off each other and the drama that that created and got an understanding of human nature through literature as i was becoming you know gaining my own life experience and living my own life and getting the wisdom through practical experience and then in my 30s i felt the calling i felt like i was ready to look into okay so how can i help people um, and then it was life coaching that came across my path. So I studied life coaching and became an NLP practitioner, um, timeline therapist, and I started coaching and I very quickly fell into working with women because my journey up to that point had been exactly what we talked about earlier and out of the push, push, push and hustle, hustle out of that sort of more masculine that we've been so entrenched in as a society to to be like that right and to really help women reclaim their inner femininity where we can slow down where we can soften where we can just allow ourselves to go with the flow whilst following a goal and i feel like that's where the masculine and the feminine need to integrate within ourselves so that we don't just float and lose the plot or you know never get to where we actually want to go and end up somewhere completely different and i've had many clients who've gone with the flow and ended somewhere where they hadn't planned because they hadn't made any plans because potentially if they'd made plans then maybe they would realize that they'd fail so they never make plans in the first place so again it's been it's been a fascinating journey and then I was doing that and then the embodiment came in when I realized you know what when women are not in their body so many women are afraid to fully be here right here right now because so much has happened either in their in their childhood where they've had to um, prove themselves in order to fight for love because they've had an unavailable parent be that emotionally mentally physically whatever but you know we are again we've grown up to know or think that love is conditional and so we either check out because reality and life is too hard or we go into this overachieving to prove and fight for love and so a lot of my clients weren't embodied they weren't right here right now so the embodiment came in as something really good. and for myself as well it, when i brought in my masculine that's when i brought in my embodiment like it's like oof, i need to be right here and that that presence that is something that came from the masculine so i incorporated that into my work 
um, yeah, and then I was running events all over the country and festivals and all of that. And then COVID hit and I was back at home and thinking, okay, so how do I serve humanity? Now, this is such an important time. We need the heart-centered leaders to learn to trust themselves that this is their time to shine, that they are now the leaders who can give hope to humanity and awaken. You know, so many people were awakening last year that had been asleep, asking questions. Um, so I was like, okay, where are these people? I need to bring them together so that they can be found. And that's when publishing came, you know, it just landed in my lap. I'd been part of two multi-author books that hit number one bestseller internationally last year. And then um, the lady who was running them or publishing them, Ama Publishing, she decided that it is, again, that similar desire to make more female voices heard because we needed to yeah, we need to have a paradigm shift where we get out of scarcity and out of fear and out of control into more connection and more harmony. And it so seems to be that the women are the ones or a lot of women that need to lead the way in that, you know, be empowered. And so that's how my publishing company, Hill House Publishing, was born with that intention that I've had since I've been a child to or a teenager to empower humanity, to awaken humanity. And that became now very much more specific into deeper sovereignty and connection, because we can't be connecting to another authentically when we don't, when we're not sovereign in ourselves. Um, so that that became like my mission statement. And so now I'm calling in those conscious leaders to to share their stories in my multi-author book, so that their voices and their wisdom can be heard on a on a much bigger scale. And the confidence and the claiming of your inner genius or unique zone of genius that comes from being in a book and suddenly having that title is unbelievable so it's such a confidence booster oh my god there's so much juiciness in everything you've just said everything oh so much okay <laughs> i'm gonna start with you saying embodiment you know the embodiment of the feminine uh, there was someone i just um because goal hitting you know reaching for goals is such a is such a masculine thing to do and i've struggled with this myself and i see a lot of people struggle with this you know you kind of want to plan out the way for yourself and i've been dealing with this in my own mind like how how am i going to reach this without grinding you know without with, with myself, letting myself go into that flow state, you know, letting the world around you create itself and trusting in what's going to happen. And there was someone I follow on Instagram who uh, a little while ago said, I trust, no, I know I'm going to go and reach this goal. And this is the goal. I know that's the goal. And that's what I've planned out. And the rest, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I know that I'm going to get there by being in a state of flow and letting things go the way they go. Um, it's not exactly how we said it, but it's just more going for, you know, knowing the goal and then letting the rest unfold without grinding and holding things together too much. So that was beautiful. Mm. I thought that was such an important one. Yeah. And I feel inspired action has a lot to, comes into play here a lot as well. So when we, when we're saying, oh, I'm just going to go into a flow state, it doesn't mean that we sit on our bed and do nothing all day, right? For me, it means that we do what we're called to do in that moment. And in order to do that, we need to come into a space of stillness, like of an inner calmness, 
so that we can hear the intuition so that we can hear the whispers of our inner knowing that are guiding us because when when we're so focused in our i call it the wounded masculine so focused in the wounded masculine on that goal and so fixated and in a state of wanting we're almost like we're pelling it away don't we Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely how are you going to receive yeah when we have that goal as you said and then go into that flow said asking the universe show me what i need to do show me where i need to be but that frequency that inner frequency of almost is yeah letting go of openness of of knowingness that this is what it's already done i'm mm, already here and up there <laughs> yeah exactly it's not out there it's here and when we're feeling feeling how we would feel when it's already achieved yeah law of attraction right exactly then it's then it can none it just has to come to us exactly love that oh beautiful and oh the second thing i absolutely loved what you just said is about heart heart-centered leaders leading the way for us for right now and that you just you know started your own publication company how cool is that oh my god that's just that's amazing tell me about because you are your own boss and i love that and um, by, you know, you make your contribution to the world by letting other light workers, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. Um, light workers uh, contribute their story and their knowledge to other light workers, women, men. I do think a lot of women have a lot to say at the moment. I think that we have so much that we can contribute to this world and we hold ourselves back, you know, so often. Um, but as a light worker, you connect other light workers with each other by writing those books together and you know helping them on their way, but then also helping others on their way. First of all, what is a light worker for those who do not know what a light worker is? Sure. Yes. Look, I think there's lots of different definitions, and sometimes I shy away from that term because people who are more mainstream might think, "Oh, what's that? You know, that's a bit woo-woo. I'm not going to go anywhere near that." Um, but I feel it is. A light worker is somebody who knows they're here for a higher purpose. They've come here, they have an inner knowing that they are here at this time for a specific reason. And whilst they may not know exactly what that is, light workers are, we hold a vibration. It's like, you know, we hold a certain frequency that is needed on the planet to counteract anything that is happening that is fear based, that is control based. And so simply, if if there is a light, if, if, if there is somebody listening and you know you're a light worker and you feel like, what am I here to do? What am I doing? It's like just by you being in a state of love, that's enough because it counteracts what is going on in the world. We're kind of balancing and equalizing it. And whilst it may not feel like that, it we're yeah, it's like we're being a, we're a lighthouse, shining the light, holding a higher vibration. Oh, wow. Wow, beautiful. And how do we embrace being a light worker? Because it can feel like we're alone sometimes. I've felt that way. I don't know if you felt that way, but especially when I was a teenager, I felt so alone, not knowing if other people were also experiencing the same thing that I was. And actually recently on the podcast, I had an ex, ex um, classmate of mine who I didn't know was also a light worker back then, you know, both, you know, dealing with our own issues as a teenager, teenager. but um, 
yeah, how, how can we embrace being it and share it with the world without feeling like it's something, you know, because people can stamp it or staple it as woo-woo or, um, you know, it's out of your comfort zone. Mm. Sometimes we don't have to even proclaim it. We just are it. And you're absolutely right. It can feel very lonely at times because you, you, most light workers are very empathic as well and feeling a lot of feelings that are not even theirs or ours. Um, how do we embrace it? We, it's, it's an, it's an acceptance. I feel it's an inner acceptance. And if you feel like you need to call in your soul family, just ask your team, your spirit team to bring them to you. Just show up in group and then again, following the breadcrumbs, following the guidance and thinking, oh, I need to, maybe I'll just join this Facebook group or that Facebook group. And suddenly there they all are. They're all there in that group because of the name of that group. And you can find them there. You can start connections and have conversations. And I mean, that's how we found each other as well. Like it's online. A lot of it, we are connected. Like I feel, I actually feel very isolated where I am physically in my in my town because for that reason like the other mums at school I don't think like I can I, you know there's a there's a you know when there's somebody that's awake and that and and there's I, I can't find them they're they're not there and then even even the ones that are there it's like no they're not quite they're not quite my soul family but I find them you know, I find them like I've got a beautiful soul sister in Adelaide. I've got a beautiful one in in Canada and we talk and we and it's because we're holding the grid. We are the portals and we need to be scattered around the world because if we were all in one place, the world would be out of balance. That is also very true. And we can just be an example towards the rest by just doing like you said, that's really beautiful, actually. Um, we don't have to proclaim it to the rest of the world. Um, it's not like you have to shout it out. I'm a light worker, you know, I've always felt different. No, just be who you are. Shine your, shine your super bright light by just doing. And instead of preaching, just also just practice, do the practice. And I find something that's really important is that it takes, it's steps, you know, it's, it's a few steps at a time. It's not like you're going to do things straight away, that are gonna make you like a massive successful person in your tribe or make you feel like you are yourself straight away. It takes time, it takes development. I find that so important too. And you know, then I know some other light workers who who are nurses in a working mm, in a yeah. normal hospital. Working and environment. They yeah. have no ambition to become a world leader. They're just happy to do what they're doing in their own way one-on-one exactly yeah and also just giving yourself the time to discover what it is that you're supposed to do in that way you know i find there's such a a, a, like a stamp on having to find your passion and then shining your light on the world for everyone to see but there's also like you said nurses or people working at the bank or you can contribute your light in so many ways so if you feel like you know i don't necessarily want to become my my own boss or um, I want to uh, do something else or want to work for a boss because I'm happy with doing that, shining my light on a different way. That's also fine. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for contributing that. How can we grow to fully become the light worker that we are meant to be? Mm, yeah, it's about, uh, for me, it's about always being in integrity all the time and just finding, finding the alignment daily, following what is in alignment and having the courage 
to let go of that which is no longer in alignment and I know I've done that throughout my life over and over again with quite big things like for example I learned it in my first relationship like I was married living in London um, and just renovating my my house and my ex-husband was the project manager for that and I knew the relation I knew it wasn't working anymore but I thought I just need to finish this house and then and then the universe just gave me such a slap in the face that I was getting physically revolted being with him in bed like I felt like a prostitute it was really horrible and I said okay right I, I was listening I said I can't do this anymore and so I, I told him it was you know and I was risking the house being unfinished not having the money to complete it and but that was the universe screaming at me saying when are you going to listen to make this aligned choice we've because they'd taken everything away from me like my theater career at the time everything like it was dried up and so I had to start temping and things were just getting worse and worse and worse because I wasn't in alignment and I what what I didn't have the courage at the time to make that aligned choice so from that moment I promised myself I would never ever stay in any relationship when it when it was time to go when I knew it was over and so then I got tested of course right and so in the next relationship it was six months before I got my permanent residency in Australia that I knew it was time to leave. And he was the one sponsoring me into the country. Mm, that is, that's a hard decision to make. That was a very hard decision. Mm, wow. But I had to make it because I promised myself that I would make aligned decisions. So I did. I made the aligned decision to leave. Initially, he said, oh, yeah, I can still sponsor you because he was thinking that I would change my mind. When he realized I wasn't, he withdrew that offer and there I was. I was like, okay. But then again, the universe orchestrated something. We found a loophole and I'm still here. Wow. But I didn't know that at the time. All I knew is that I had to stay in alignment. Yeah. And if you're in alignment, you know, don't make, not making the decisions from a bit, you know, place of fear. Wow. It's always how the universe supports you, isn't it? If, as soon as you choose to follow your intuition, your guidance, it's always going to find something out, you know, else for you. And it doesn't mean you can sit around on your butt waiting for it. You've got to do some work for it. You know, it's got, sometimes it's hard, but wow. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, we're no different. Everybody has those fears. And that's what I was saying earlier. It's just what you choose. Do you choose to be controlled by fear or do you choose to step into your courage? We all have the fear and it's how we deal with it that makes us you know, move into more alignment and therefore greater joy in our lives. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, I'm really touched. <laughs> what soul work do we have to do before we can help others in this world? Or do you feel like it's maybe a step for step process that you've only have to be like step one step in front of the other person to be able to help them? Yeah, that's what I feel like, because we, ne we never, we never get there, right? Like I feel we, it's it's an the spiral of evolution or the spiral of you know going higher and higher and higher and we we just like the universe forever expand like you know the fractals of the universe it goes it, it forever continues and so are we everything always expands and so yes we just need to be one step ahead of the person that we can help you know i don't need to you know i just need to we need to have tools and what happened very often when i was coaching is that 
the clients would come to me that were just going through what I had just gone through. Right. Mm. So it was very fresh and I could really, really empathize with them and really help them with what they were going through. Sometimes I was still sort of in it, but I was at a slightly higher level. You know, I'd gone, I was a little bit further ahead on my journey um, than they were, but sometimes I was even still experiencing it. And then you can go through it together. Yes. Because what the client is bringing is a different perspective on my problem or what a friend is bringing. And that's why I love multi-author books so much because um, everybody's sharing a story that is connected through the common theme of the book. Like the one I'm doing at the moment is called Intuitive Living. And so everyone has a story about how they tapped into their intuition or, or how, how they're working with their intuition. Um, and so when we're reading these stories, we can see ourselves in their stories and it expands our awareness of, you know, it gives us a broader context of our individual story in the uni in the universal context. So, yeah. Yeah. It gives you so many different perspectives. I love the idea of a multi-author book. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for starting that initiative and also asking people to do that with you on your journey. <laughs> I have four short questions for you. Uh, number one is which subjects would be mandatory at schools all over the world, in your opinion, and then soul work excluded, because that's already in the curriculum. I think there's a cup. I think emotional intelligence would be a really good one to include. That's not exactly soul work, but like under allowing people to understand their own emotions. The other one would be dealing with finances in a way that's not taught by mass media. But really, you know, because we are, again, we're indoctrinated in getting into debt, buying a house, getting a mortgage, and then being indebted to the system forever. But it would be nice if we could be taught how to invest and how to do, you know, how to really become free of the system. But of course, that's not happening currently because the system wants us to be enslaved to the system. And also teaching kids how to invest like if you buy a house, which bank are you going to get a mortgage with? You know, what do they invest in? It's very important to think, you know, what, what was, what's my money going to be put towards? Is it going to be put towards, you know, banks buying weapons somewhere or are they going to invest in more green forests, you know, in, in farmers getting a proper wage, those sort of things. And also the, the society is so, um, focused on making money that's the only thing that's important you know how can finances also be something more spiritual more thought about instead of also only having to make quantities you know where's the quality in it mm. and this is the thing again it like i have a friend and her whole mission is to bring the wealth of the world like have a wealth transfer not just a leadership transfer but bring the wealth into the hands of conscious people because look what we could do as you were just saying you know we can invest it in in the environment we can invest it in no no child needs to starve there's enough money going around in this world it's just an agenda behind what's going on at the moment that wants to keep the world the way it is exactly and so if we can release those patterns of poverty and money is evil and only the, the the selfish ones are having the money yes they are wealthy but it doesn't have it, it, we again we're in transition we're like the whole whole world uh, you know we're in a massive period of transition as we know like from the piscean into the aquarian age and the wealth transfer is one one of those things and i've been really 
educating myself in all things crypto and you know what's really behind the the banks and the, all of that so i feel it's i'm quite passionate about that at the moment because it's part of sovereignty it's part of one of my values beautiful sovereignty being able to make your own choices being in charge of your own life that way is that how you understand sovereignty <laughs> i do absolutely yeah i mean financial sovereignty gives us the ability to make our own choices of how we invest, what we invest in, what we support, what we don't support. Whereas if we're dependent on a state and, and or a job because we have to pay our mortgage, then we're not free. So, you know, the people who are coming into my books need to have a certain amount of income so that they can invest in becoming more visible so that they can do bigger work, work in the world. And all of that costs money as well. So money is not evil. It's the intention behind how we use money that really makes it good or bad. Yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful way of saying it. And also if someone invests in it, you know that they are standing behind it and it makes yeah. people really do the work for themselves too. Um, which book should everybody read? I've just finished Letting Go, um, the, pa um, the Pathway to Surrender by David R. Hawkins. And I think it's a really, really incredible book that teaches us to not get stuck in our thoughts, you know, the negative thoughts or how am I going to do this and I want to do this. And But it teaches us to look at the underlying emotion that is behind the thought and then really feel like an emotion of anger or guilt and really feel that emotion, breathe into it and and then eventually it just dissipates. And in that way letting go over and over and over again of our patterns to come into greater freedom, greater alignment. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, feel to heal. I completely hear you in that one. You've got to feel to heal. Um, which film, show, documentary should everybody watch? One that I've watched when I was like about 10, 15 years ago was called What the Bleep Do We Know? And it really changed my perspective it was came out around the same time as the secret and it's in the in a similar in a similar category and it really shows us that we are made up of electromagnetic that we're an electromagnetic field and that we're vibrating in this way and how we can have the power to influence um, life so it's very metaphysical and um, around metaphysics and quantum physics and neuroplasticity something everyone should watch 100% I'm going to watch that straight away <laughs> I need this in my life <laughs> um and lastly what's your tip for living a life in love loving yourself mm. how can we do that do you have like one small tip that can bring someone slightly closer to maybe loving themselves because we know it's a hard thing it can be a hard it's thing a very to do. Hard thing. yes the forgiveness comes up you know so actually one one thing to do is when we especially when we're ridden by guilt or when we're feeling oh, i should have done this differently it's like there, there's some beautiful youtube clips um about the ho'oponopono the hawaiian prayer i love you i thank you please for no please forgive me no i'm sorry please forgive me i love you i thank you and just saying that to whatever's going on in that moment but knowing that you're addressing yourself wow knowing that you're addressing your inner child. That is that beautiful. That can really open things up, yeah. Apono, hapono? Yeah, apono, pono. Apono, pono. Wow, I'm going to Google that. That sounds beautiful. Oh, that's such a good one. If you could just say that to yourself like five min minutes every day, I think it would release a lot, wouldn't it? Yes. Sometimes I 
taken it to to sleep you know there's ones that go for a couple of hours and i just put it on when i go to sleep and i fall asleep to it and i you know things come up as we're going you know as i'm saying i'm sorry to myself what am i saying sorry for what am i saying i love you for like i mean that's obvious right but um i love you regardless i love you regardless of everything and yeah i'm sorry please forgive me i love you i thank you I thank you for still being here. I thank you for having gone through the things that you've gone through. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, can't say anything else. It's beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much, Crystal, for being here today. Um, we've very lightly touched up on to, uh, you know, light workers and what it's like to be a light worker. Um, you work with light workers too, don't you? You coach um, them. Yes, I coach them. Yeah. Yeah. How can people work with you? Um, can can they like? How can they find you via the website? Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment, I'm really focusing on the the books, calling in the light workers who already have a message that they want to share, where they're feeling yes, I'm getting the tap on the shoulder. I'm ready to show up in my full capacity or what I'm capable of right now. Um, so I'm calling them in to come into my multi-author books. Um, the current one is called Intuitive Living, a practical guide for women who want to deeply trust themselves. Um, so my website is crystalhill.com um, and I'm sure you're going to put the correct spelling in, in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I also do still coach and I'm, you know, it just fulfills my heart. It open, it, it, it just taps me into my own love so much when I can connect with others to to help them really shy stepping into their own sovereignty their own awakened power wow beautiful thank you for doing such beautiful work in this world and um, I'm grateful to have got to know you and thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and everything you know on the podcast here today mm, it's been my pleasure thank you so much for having me Wow, isn't Crystal a leader? She's a leader. You can just hear it in the way she talks. She really is a spiritual leader. A few things that we talked about are what's a light worker? A light worker is somebody who holds love. Every time you make aligned decisions, the universe will support you. So it doesn't matter how grim you think the outcome will be. If it doesn't feel good, do not go in a certain direction, even though it might benefit you via your ego so make the aligned decision and the universe will support you and we never get to there because we're always evolving so there is like the end point the the point of like Valhalla where we're at like this perfect point no there is never a there you can always help other people so if you feel like there's something you want to do to help the world and you feel like you're not quite ready because you're not doing certain things perfectly yet it's not important that you do it perfectly it's better to start messy and help people whilst you are one step ahead of them. It doesn't have to be a big step, just a small step. You're one step ahead of them because do you think I've got everything figured out? No, I do not. The only thing that I know is that I'm extremely passionate about living a conscious life and that's why I'm sharing this right now on the podcast. So you're never there. Make the step, take the step and go and do and help people or help something that you are super passionate about i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please give my episode a review a five star review on itunes or spotify you can also download my episodes please do that it really helps other people to 
see the show and we can together inspire the world to become more conscious and to put love at the forefront, which I find so super important. Thank you so much for being here and I hope to see you next time. Bye.